This is Financially Tuned with Rob Burnett from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Rob Burnett to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Welcome to another show of Financially Tuned. I'm Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center, and I'm joined today by our lead advisor in our Troy office, Lori Gross. Hi, Lori. Hi, Rob. And as always, keeping us focused and on track, our co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. I'm here. I'm here, and I'm excited about today's show. Guys, thanks for having me on your show, Lori and Rob. Uh, we've got a big one for the for the folks today, I know. So, But before we get into that, how are you guys doing? What's going on there at Outlook Financial Center? Well, we're, we're busy right now planning our next round of uh, seminars. Uh, we've got one in Dublin, one that's scheduled in Troy. So July is a typically a busy month for us, and it continues to be. And one of the things that I also want to tell our listeners is uh, in this area, we have a Reader's Choice Award sponsored by two of the local newspapers, and we were selected the number one financial planner. So we're pretty excited about Excellent. that. Excellent. Yes, we are. Wow. Congratulations. That's a great honor. And But it doesn't surprise me because... I know that your clients love working with you and you've been doing this for so many years and you always have your clients' best interest in mind. So that's that comes as no surprise, but congratulations to you both. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, so, what are we talking about today? Well, Tony, what we want to talk about today is really kind of a problem is evolving over time. It's becoming much more upfront and we're starting to hear about it on a, a day-to-day uh, uh, basis, and that is the concept and the the reality of data theft, particularly when it comes to uh, credit cards and your online financial information. I mean, think about it. We've see, we've heard a lot of compromises, big companies, and it seems like you know they're, the Kardashians are competing with the credit card companies for announcing bad stuff. <laughs> so I'm not really sure what's going on with wow. that, you know. And and technology, it's kind of a two edged sword. It's made a lot of things much more convenient. Uh, some forms of payment even safer, but there's still vulnerabilities out there, particularly comes uh, comes to credit card frauds. So let's think about it. You know, think back in recent years, some of the big breaches we've had in that industry. eBay had 145 million records accessed. Wow. When you think about 145 million, there's what, 330 million Americans? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And now you take a look at Home Depot, 109 million's record accessed. Well, and I'm going to interject there and, and say that I was one of them. I was one of that 109 million, and it's all because I used my card at Home Depot, and it was on record there. And props to my bank. I, I bank at a local bank. They went through their system as soon as this came out, and they shut everybody's cards off. Now, it was very inconvenient for us because they shut the card off before we actually got the letter in the mail from the bank that they were going to do so. They, they killed the cards and they sent new cards out to us. So we didn't have any money taken from our accounts from anybody, uh, but it, it was an inconvenience. I'm going to have to say that. Yeah. I mean, and so, you know, some people look, they read the news and oh, this doesn't happen to everybody. It can't happen to me. 
Well, J.P. Morgan Chase, one of the largest issuers of credit cards in the country, had 83 million records accessed. Target had 40 million, and the the business impact on Target was devastating, particularly at the time of year that it occurred. So you look at that, you know, in 2015, criminals were able to hack and skim away into the systems of of a lot of other big names, Uh, CVS photo website, some of the Hilton hotels, Hyatt hotels. Trump hotel properties got got hit. You know, President Trump now had to deal with that. And the scandal of Ashley Madison, if you know who that is. Oh, yeah. A lot of a lot of personal information there got a lot of folks in trouble. So with all this going on, it's uh, more important than ever to properly protect all your financial information. Well, for sure. And I think this is going to be a great discussion because obviously uh, this is a, a topic of concern recently. Uh, and there's a lot of different types of theft and new types of theft. Um, and we need to know what we can do to protect ourselves. But Lori, maybe you could start by telling us a little bit more about the scope of this issue overall. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, that's a great way to get this conversation started. And uh, what I want to start with is the fact that most credit card fraud occurs in the United States. Um not only that, but you know, a 2015 research note from Barclays states that the U.S. is responsible for 47% of the world's card fraud. Think about that for a second. And even, even though um, we only have 20% of the worldwide card volume, 40, 47% of the fraud happens here. Wow. Well, that's really troubling that so much of it occurs right here in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, And not only that, but the U.S. credit card fraud is on the rise, too. Uh, Research shows that about 31.8 million American consumers had their credit cards breached in 2014. That was up three times from the 2013 numbers. And identity theft and card fraud cost American consumers an estimated $16 billion in 2016. Ouch. Wow. So uh, why do you think we have so much more credit card fraud here in the U.S.? Well, Tony, one of the reasons we think is we have such a disproportionately high amount of fraud is that we've been very slow to adopt the EMV technology or the chip technology as Mm -hmm. it's currently known. Now, EMV stands for EuroPay, MasterCard, and Visa. It's a global standard. It helps cut down counterfeiting by using cards with computer chips to authenticate transactions. So if you don't have that technology, you haven't really reduced your vulnerability. And the countries that have those cards in, in Europe and the Asian uh, rim was much earlier adopters of this technology. That's why the percentages show much more of it here. We were the late adopters to that. And if you look at the UK, for example, they saw a decrease of, of 70 percent in their credit card fraud between 2005 and 2013 as the cards rolled out, as it became more popular, as more banks and financial institutions started to use them. Wow. Well, uh, Rob, how popular is this EMV technology currently? All I have to tell you, Tony, is look in your wallet. You probably have chip credit cards. When yeah. cards are being reissued now, they're coming out with chips. Some of the cards, you may have just gotten a new one, and then six months later, here comes the chip card because the one you have isn't going to expire for three years. They don't want you to have that card out there, so they send you a new one and give you 30 days to, to turn change over to it. If you don't, your old card stops working. So they're going to get your attention one way or the other. So we're starting to see that change. And part of it is uh, laws have been changed such that 
if they are not using the current EMV technology and there's a fraudulent transaction, they can be held. They, the retailers, they, the banks can be held accountable for that fraud. So nobody wants to pay for that. So you're starting to see more and more transition uh, to that. The real problem has been getting the card readers out into the retail space. You go to a lot of vendors, you know, they'll have the, the kiosks there for you that you can put the card in there, but they'll have a sign on it. Uh, chip card reader doesn't work or it's broken or it's whatever, swipe yeah, your card I've, anyway. I've seen that recently here a couple different places where walked in and, and and it's it's not even a sign, it's a post-it note stuck to it that says slide card chip reader not working. Yeah, so you think about it. Is that chip really going to protect you from fraud? Think about it. You're going to do an online transaction on Amazon. How is that chip going to protect you? Well, it really doesn't. And let me describe how easy it is for someone to compromise your credit cards. Um, I just want to throw this out there real quick. Have you been on eBay recently? I've, I've been out there, oh, yeah. sure. Okay. Well, there are scanners that can be purchased on, on eBay. And these people will go out and purchase a scanner and the, the information that gives them the availability to walk right past you. They may have it in a satchel or a, or a briefcase they're carrying. And they can pass you in a crowd and gather all of your information. And in doing so, they, t- they then take that little scanner home, they plug it into a different piece of equipment, and it reads all of the numbers of everything that they, that they downloaded when they walked past you. Then they can turn around, log onto their computer using your numbers, and buy um, whatever it is that they want to buy. And a lot of times, it's not even traceable. And you know what this is called is it's a card not present transaction or, or CNP fraud. And a research study recently found that CNP fraud increased 40 percent in 2016. Uh, Our time is just about up, though, for this segment. We have to take a quick break here. Is there anything you want to add before we do? Absolutely. Uh, Protecting your credit card and personal data really is important to preserving your financial health, especially when it comes to your retirement. And financial service professionals here at Outlook Financial Center can keep an eye on those accounts and help you monitor those transactions. So go to our website at outlookfc.com or give a call to our office at 937-552-9990. And what we want to give you is our complimentary new generation retirement planning five-step process. One of those steps includes how to protect your data and your information. So we're also go to check us out on Facebook. We're very active posting there for informational articles, upcoming event and other special offers for our Facebook audience included in this radio offer is a complimentary, no obligation, one hour consultation. We can go over the process, answer your questions and determine if we can add value to your life. After all, we want to help you protect your financial life. You've worked so hard to build. We want you to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Ah, there you go. I like that. Well, thanks so much, Rob. And what's that phone number one more time? Phone number is area code 937-552-9990. All right. Well, thanks, guys. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Rob Burnett and Lori Gross from Outlook Financial Center right after this. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Outlook Financial Center by visiting outlookfc.com or calling us at 937-552-9990. 
All right. Yeah, it's been a great show so far. Uh, we've really been covering a lot of uh, a lot of territory on protecting our financial data and what can happen out there, right? Oh, yeah. We've spent some time already talking about how um, card not present fraud is a huge problem. And I want to elaborate on that just a little bit before we move on and say that in 2014, it accounted for 45% of all credit card fraud. And not only that, but the total value of card not present transactions is expected to increase. It was uh, just at $9 million in 2013. And I, as I mentioned before the break, it was $16 million this past year. It's ex- or $16 billion. It's expected to be a staggering $19 billion by 2018. That's B. Billion. B billion. Yes. <laughs> B as in billion. B That's crazy. As in billion. Wow. Well, do you have any advice for us or tools that can help us keep our credit card data safe then? We certainly do. And um, I'm going to start with a few easy tips that can help you keep your credit card safe. And the first one is being mindful of where you keep your card. Um, I know it's easy to absentmindedly toss your phone or your keys into your pocket or your purse, but it's never smart to carry a credit card outside of your wallet because they can easily be misplaced or stolen. So the best place um, for your credit card is in its own little resting slot within your wallet. Um, Second one I'd like to mention is to keep your um, your unused cards somewhere safe. Most people have multiple cards and they don't necessarily use them all every day. So keeping them all in your purse or wallet isn't the best decision. And if you limit it to one or two main cards that you use, that's going to limit the stress and amount of cards that you need to replace should you lose your wallet. Yeah. And also kind of going along with that, and people don't think about this, but watch your mail. Watch it pretty closely because one of the ways thieves steal credit card information is by intercepting your mail. Consider having your new card sent to your office or to a P.O. box. Uh, I've got a P.O. box where I live because um, I live on a state route. And if the wind blows, the mailbox blows open and all my mail goes into the cornfield. (laughs) So that's why I have a P.O. box. And so I send everything there or to the office. And it's going to be much safer because thieves will roam neighborhoods looking for mailboxes. Mm. Secondly, securely dispose of your statements. You can, it's amazing what you can get by picking up and reading a statement. They gain access to a lot of information from those old statements. So discard them. If you don't have a shredder, uh, you can go out and buy a personal shredder at a local office supply store. They're not terribly expensive. Uh, if you've got a fire pit in the backyard, yeah, that's a good thing for a fireplace starter. Just make sure you observe all proper fire safety and make sure they burn. If you're internet savvy, go paperless. That's, a, that's a good one ah, there. Um, smart. I'd also like to put in there, beware of social media. If you have too much personal information out there on the internet, such as your mother's maiden name or anything like that, identity thieves can access your information in order to fool a credit card issuer. Um, Sometimes folks just give away this critical information in silly surveys and questionnaires. I know I was on Facebook the other day and popped into my newsfeed. One of my friends said, you know, just for fun, let's fill out this questionnaire. And I'm reading through it and I'm looking at questions like, Where'd you go to school at? You know, what was your high school mascot? What kind of car did you drive in high school? Um, I'm reading these things and I'm thinking, these are all security questions. And you're putting them out there on the internet for everybody to see. And it's there forever. It's permanent. So um, you got to be worried, you know, careful about what it is you're putting out there. Don't just answer something because it looks cute and your friends are doing it. Think about the, the ramifications of these answers you're putting out there. And uh, the last thing that I like to be sure to keep an eye on, um, 
Keep an eye on your statements of credit. Going through your statement and considering each charge is a surefire way to ensure that your card hasn't been compromised. Um, I've, I've heard of people who've had their, their cards skimmed at a gas station and the, the perpetrators will take and do a, a little tiny transaction here and a week later they'll do another one just to see if it's been caught yet and then they'll hit you with something really big. So keep an eye on those statements. Make sure that you know where you've been hit using your card at. Um, it's also a good idea to regularly check your credit reports to make sure that no new accounts have been issued in your name without your knowledge. And, and these are just a few ideas to start off with, but I'm sure we could come up with a lot more. Well, yeah, those are all great uh, ideas, and I, I think this is good information. Are there any other ways that people might be able to protect themselves then? Well, aside from, from those tips we just talked about, I think one of the best tools is an RFID data blocker card. Um, well, explain to us what that is uh, for those of us who might not know. Sure. So RFID stands for Radio Frequency Identification. It's a technology that allows credit cards to transmit information and work the, the way that they do. Now, we're going to go dig back into deep, dark depths of, of my personal career. I spent a lot of time working in the engineering world, and I was actually working on RFID technology when it was brand new. Wow. We won't talk about how many years ago. <laughs> but one of the original applications was actually the railroad industry. They would put RFID tags on the railroad cars, and that would tell them what the car had in it, who owned it, and so when it got to the rail yards, where would that car have to be dispersed to to go to its next location? Mm. So it started out with just some really terrific purposes. And of course, anything good is then going to be corrupted by a criminal. And that's really what we're seeing here. So these days, credit cards, passports, even driver's licenses can come with RFID technology. Uh, I have an, an RFID blocking wallet for my passport. And I'll just give you guys, if you're going through security and you have that and you have it on you and you go through security, uh, you're going to get wanded because they see this big black empty spot on you and they don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. So if you have that, let it go through the, uh, the conveyor belt. But I, I digress. <laughs> so, we, <laughs> yeah, personal Good experience. information. So, absolutely. So if you've got an RFID reader, these chips and these cards are going to transmit certain kind of information. It's wirelessly. That's why these scanners can work at a range up mm -hmm. to 25 feet because it's, it's, they're just transmitting. Wow. Now, it's made this stuff easier from a purchasing viewpoint, but once again, data security is an issue and you have no idea it's going on. So hackers, as Lori talked about, skimmers, we talked about the scanners, people just walk through and get complete information. And so that was really the impetus behind the, the RFID uh, data blocker cards. Their whole purpose is they're going to scramble and impede your card's RFID signals, making them hard to read. Now, here's a practical issue with that. A lot of people have their, their credit card in their wallet. They'll come to a terminal where they can just scan their credit card, just you know, touch pay. If you've got an RFID blocker in your card, that won't work. So you have to physically take the card wow. out of your wallet, hold it away from the RFID blocker, and then you can complete the transaction. Uh, That's how good these cards are. Wow. Wow. Unfortunately, our time is coming to an end for this segment. We have to take another quick break here. Is there anything else uh, you have for us before we take this break? Or how do we get one of these RFID data blocker cards? If you're interested in these kind of cards, one of the ways to get them, because that is part of our five-step process, is to visit our website at Outlook, F, F as in financial, C as in center, outlookfc.com, or call our office at 937 552 9990 
we're going to give you our new generation retirement planning five-step process booklet. This concept of data protection is part of the five-step process. Go out on our, you can take a look. We've got articles posted on this out on our Facebook page, Alec Financial Center's Facebook page. Look for other uh, upcoming events, other informational articles, special offers that we're running all the time. So also include this for a no uh, obligation, complimentary one-hour consultation. Let us walk you through the whole process, show you how the, the data blocker cards work, show how this fits into the overall financial planning process, and see if we can add value to your life. Once again, we want you to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. All right. Well, I think that's very, very helpful. Uh, listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Rob Burnett and Lori Gross of Outlook Financial Center here on Financially Tuned. Are you confident in your financial plans? At Outlook Financial Center, we would like to help you craft a strategy with the right plan, process, and professional to help you through the construction of your financial pyramid, starting with a solid foundation. We will help you with the resources, tools, and understanding you need to be successful. To learn more and to receive your personal financial pyramid guide, visit outlookfc.com or call us at 937-552-9990. And welcome back to our last segment for this episode of Financially Tuned on protecting our financial life and our financial data. And I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, here with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross of Outlook Financial Center. Rob and Lori, you've covered a lot in today's show so far. Uh, you talked about the rising concerns of credit card and financial data theft. Then you talked about some tips to help keep our credit cards safe. And we finished up our last segment talking about RFID data blocker cards that we can use to help protect the cards in our wallet. Now, in this last segment, I know you wanted to talk about how we can secure other aspects of our financial lives. What other aspects of a person's finances are you referring to? Well, there are, there's a lot of personal and financial documents that amass uh, over time in someone's life. Documents such as wills and trusts, powers of attorney, um, medical information, people get investment statements, you have insurance policies, um, documents of family significance. All of these things make up your financial life, uh, which, is, which is more than simply the numbers in your accounts. Most people have these important documents tucked away in a drawer somewhere, um, but this can leave your financial life very vulnerable and disorganized. I, I bet it can. So, Lori, then what do you suggest we do with all these important documents then? Well, one of the things we do here at our firm is we have an online document storage center that solves all of these problems. Uh, it's called the Generational Vault, and it allows you to store all of your important documents in a safe and secure cloud-based portal that you can access easily 24-7 anywhere where you're at. Um, with this tool, you can store as many documents as you want in an account that is completely secure. And that's that's really in interesting. Now, it sounds like a valuable tool to have. How does somebody get uh, the Generational Vault account? The Generational Vault is a tool that we offer clients in order to help them protect their financial life. It's a complimentary service for clients of the firm, along with the RFID data blocker cards we talked about earlier. As I mentioned before, we do whatever we can to protect the client's financial life, and these data blocker cards and the Generational Vault are part of how we do that. In addition to that, the Vault is going to allow them to have a one-stop 
shop to find everything that's going on in their financial life. It's not just data protection, it's ability to have them look at their information, to look at their investments, to look at their insurance. They can create a full personal financial statement from the information they put there. And we can, on a daily business, daily basis, update their account information on their insurance products, on their investment products. And it's just a terrific place for peace of mind. Where's all of my stuff? I joke with my clients that with this, you can run your own personal financial reports uh, at uh, nine o'clock at night on a Saturday in your living room, watching TV, in your easy chair, in your bunny slippers. So we have a great deal of fun with that. And so that vault gives you that opportunity to do that. The other example I give clients is they may be on vacation in Arizona and something happens, they need to have access to a medical directive. Well, I'm sure everybody has that directive in the rental car glove compartment, right, Tony? Right, yeah. That's where yours is? <laughs> Absolutely. So if, so if they need that document 24-7, anywhere there's an internet connection, they can go get it. And if they can't do that, they get a hold of us. We have access to those documents because they've put them in the vault and we can get them to where they need to go. So it's a tremendous peace of mind thing, uh, particularly when you're traveling internationally. We have a, mm -hmm. one of our clients is overseas right now uh, in Thailand. Mm -hmm. And so part of that is everything that she needed. And we have copies of her driver's license, of her passports, of her important medical information. So if something were to happen to her, her daughters have access to all the information they need or if she needs a copy of her passport to go to an embassy to get a new one because hers was stolen, that's the kind of stuff that the vault really does for you. It's a terrific tool. Yeah, that's an amazing tool, and that's a great service that you offer to provide security for your clients. Well, unfortunately, our time is up for this week's show. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us before we have to go? Absolutely. In addition to all the offers we've already given people, I want to add one more. I want to give you the ability to come in. If you come in and and, and talk to us about the five-step gener new, new generation retirement planning, five-step process, talk about the data protection, we're going to give, go one more step for our radio listeners. We're going to offer them uh, access, full access to the generational vault. We want folks to learn how valuable that tool is to them, how important it is to their data protection. And it's not important to that, but it's important to their daily peace of mind. It's important to their legacy. This is a place where, you know, we're all going to die someday. <laughs> the executors now have a place yeah. they can go where everything is stored and everything is in one place. So it's a terrific tool for legacy as well. So we're going to offer that in addition to the other offers we've mentioned in the show. For more information, go to our website, outlookfc.com. Go to our Facebook page, Outlook Retirement Center, and see all the articles and the information we've got there posted for folks. Or give us a call at our home office, area code 937-552-9990. All right. Well, thank you so much. That's a great offer. But that does it. We're out of time for today's episode of Financially Tuned with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross from Outlook Financial Center and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfinancialcenter.com. 
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Rob Burnett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.